Destination Medicine is a collaborative initiative of regional training hubs. With first-hand lessons learned from those who have gone before, this podcast is designed to assist and inspire anyone interested in pursuing a medical career in rural and regional Australia. Welcome to Destination Medicine. I'm Peter Letts. Originally a city kid, Dr Kayla Mitzi has transformed into a passionate rural generalist, working in Western Australia's far southwest. In the tiny WA town of Manjimup, she's embraced the unique challenges and rewards of practising medicine in a close-knit community. Kayla is so enthusiastic about rural medicine that she now actively encourages other doctors to make a tree change. She starts by describing how she came to medicine to Nicole Goodman. I actually grew up as a city kid in Perth, so I'm definitely not what we consider rural origin. And the only kind of exposure I had to rural growing up was on family holidays to a farm out in the wheat belt. They were my favourite holidays of all time, so maybe that's where I started to fall in love with the country. But in terms of my medical journey, I almost applied to be a vet and the day that the preferences changed for university, I think it was within 10 minutes of it closing, I actually swapped my preference to medicine because my mum said, you know, like, don't you worry about putting animals down? Don't you think people are worthwhile? I said, I guess. <laughs> so wow. I swapped at the very last minute. And when I went into medicine, I think because I'd, it's not something I've always wanted to do, I didn't really have any idea of what part of medicine I wanted to go into. So I just kind of cruised through med school, getting attached to every rotation I did and changing my preference every time I did a new rotation. But the one thing I was pretty certain of towards the end of med school was that I didn't want to work in a metropolitan hospital and that I would rather be in a smaller town. So I ended up applying for internship in Bunbury, which is a a town two hours south of Perth. And I then realised that I love living outside of Perth, which is fantastic, but that I also was not cut out for shift work. And um, (laughs) (laughs) so so that's when I started heading towards general practice because I thought it'd be nice not to do overnight shifts, which is ironic because now I do a bit of that in my generalism. But initially that was my thought. And that one of the things I missed in hospital-based medicine was that we We didn't have the same continuity with our patients. You kind of see them, especially in emergency, which I loved the medicine of. I never felt like I got the end of the story because they would always go to a different specialty to be managed and you never saw them again. And I wanted to get that full picture of of people and, and their health and what was going on. So, yeah, I accidentally became a rural generalist this year when I moved even further south from Bunbury to Manjimup. I just thought it would be a a fun change. And it turns out that I love it. And this is pretty much my dream job now. That is amazing. And so interesting that, as you said, being a city kid, that you love the country enough to stay. Yeah, there's just so many great things about it. And whenever I go back up to Perth, which I do fairly frequently to visit family and friends, I'm always relieved to get back home to the peace and quiet and to my smaller community. Tell us a little bit about life in Manjimup. What is so great about it? Why do you love it? Gosh, there's so many things that I really like about it. I guess the thing that I spend most time doing at the moment is work, and that is one of the things that I really love. 
which is it's quite nice because I didn't used to love work. I used to enjoy it enough, but now I actually really look forward to going to work. But particularly, I love that I'm in a small team, particularly at the hospital where I work. The nursing staff are incredible. They're so skilled and everyone's happy to be there. Uh, literally yesterday was seeing a patient in emergency and um, she stopped us when we were kind of assessing her and said, are you guys always this happy? Do you ever stop smiling? <laughs> and it was just really nice to realise that actually we all quite enjoy our workplace and looking after the people that come in there. That is so good. That's the best kind of feedback. Those are the best questions from patients, aren't they? Yeah. Tell me, so your current role, how would you describe it? So I have a couple of different roles, which I think is another thing that you really can do when you're working outside of Metropolitan is you can diversify your career to make it suit whatever you like. So one of the roles I've already mentioned is that I'm a rural generalist. So I am a trained as a GP, but I work as a medical officer in the emergency department at our hospital. It's quite a small department, but when you're working there, you're the only doctor on for the emergency department, which initially was quite daunting, but now it's it's really empowering and you know that you've got a great team around you still with the nursing staff and you can access specialists through ETS, which is the emergency telehealth service. So it's quite supported. So that's one of my roles. My other roles is basically I, once I've seen patients in emergency, if they need to be admitted to hospital, I then become their admitting doctor. So I have ward-based patients as well who I'll see on a daily basis. I also continue to work as a general practitioner and I'm actually just about to start a new general practitioner role in another small town nearby called Bailing Up. So being a classic country GP there. And my other job, <laughs> just because I didn't have enough already. <laughs> no, um, no, not at all. <laughs> so I also work with the Rural Clinical School. There's a RCS in every state and the WA one is, I think, quite fantastic. I have two jobs within the Rural Clinical School at the moment. I'm a medical coordinator in the local Warren region, so teaching students. And I also have a job in the Regional Training Hub program, which is probably one of my favourite jobs of all time because there's so much freedom to do research, extra study, come up with um, projects to try and promote rural medicine as a career. That's a lot of roles for yeah. <laughs> one person to take on. How do you manage everything? You're a mum as well. How does all that work? Yeah, it's quite a delicate balance, I will admit. So I have to um, make sure that I don't overdo it and take too many extra shifts. And I have a really supportive husband who's very good at letting me know that actually you've double booked yourself for that day and you might have to say no to something. And he does help me to balance the family life because he takes a, a primary care role for our young son and will soon be a full-time stay-at-home dad when we have our second child. Oh, congratulations. That's Thank terrific. You. That's exciting. But your second choice for fellowship training, what was it and how did you decide in the end? So it was really hard. It was a tie for first place, if I'm honest, between general practice and paediatrics. I love working with kids and with their families and just find it such a rewarding area of medicine. If you can get people off to a good start in life, it really sets them up well. 
So I guess the reasons why I didn't end up doing paediatric training is that I would have had to move back to Perth. At this stage, we can't do training for paediatrics rurally, apart from maybe one or two terms. And that would have been really disruptive to our lifestyle and our family. That's one of the things I'm hoping will change in the future so that people have the option to complete postgraduate training in paediatrics rurally completely. But I found a loophole, which is um, becoming a generalist, because if you become a generalist, you pick an area of advanced skills. And so in my general practice and generalism, I've chosen paediatrics as my advanced skill. So I'm also doing a diploma in paediatrics and child health and um, setting up a developmental clinic in the region so that I can kind of further that interest. Yeah, fantastic. That's great. Tell me a little bit about the pathway that you ended up taking to fellowship. It was a pretty straightforward pathway. I entered general practice. I stayed doing general practice and got my fellowship. So I applied as an intern. I actually applied a year earlier than I was going to because I thought I would just do a practice run at the entry exam, see what it's like, and then hopefully pass it the following year. But I managed to get through the first round, so I just started a little bit early, which is fine. But, yeah, so I managed to complete all of my training in Bunbury and then I got my fellowship. I I did drop down to part-time halfway through my fellowship training because I found that it was very easy to burn out if you're doing full-time general practice and putting in the effort that you really should. So what I did was I started to diversify then. So it took me a little longer to complete my fellowship than it otherwise would have, but I think it made it a much more rewarding journey. Yeah. Is there a piece of advice that you received during your training that you feel like got you through or or made a particular difference? Well, I guess it was advice, but essentially the context is that I was in my term one of GP training and I was doing full-time kind of eight to five GP work and being a female GP, we do tend to get a bit more of a a mental health cohort, which is uh, really rewarding to work in, but also emotionally quite taxing. And so I was feeling quite burnt out with my work schedule. I went to my supervisor and said, I think I might quit training because I didn't see any other option about it. And we had a really good discussion and she said, you know, it's really easy to be burnt out in this situation. Instead of quitting, why don't we see if you can drop your hours to part-time and add in a different role? Because I'm quite passionate about medical research as well. So she encouraged me to take an extra role in my part-time or just have a bit of time off. And I followed that advice rather than just quitting, which I think was a very good move for me in the end because I took on a role as the medical education registrar at the Bunbury Hospital and I absolutely loved the teaching and the mentorship roles that I got there and then that led to my rural clinical school roles, which I'm still doing today. Mm, A really, really good piece of advice. Kayla, tell me a little bit more about the choice to study rurally in WA. You've said that you absolutely love it, but tell me a bit more about the benefits and how you've experienced them. Yeah, for sure. So 
I guess one of the really big draw cards is that comparatively, it's a much more personal style of medicine and you have a much stronger sense of community and teamwork when you're working rurally. I always found in the larger metropolitan hospitals that medicine seemed a bit impersonal, kind of tick boxes and rushed, whereas there's certainly periods of rush in rural medicine, definitely get that, but you become part of the community that you're in. And that's really nice. You know, um, there's a lot about challenges about maintaining confidentiality, but the people you work with, you develop relationships with because you see them over time and you get to know them and their whole family. So when you see them at the shops, you know, they, they say hello to you, which is really lovely. You get to be a real part of the community. I think as well, you get a lot more freedom to diversify your work and also to challenge yourself and be creative in your thinking. So when you're working a lot more independently because you have fewer senior colleagues or, you know, you're working by yourself in the emergency department, you really have to make those decisions yourself. You have to step up and, you know, try the procedures that you're maybe not as confident in, but you've done them before and, Hopefully it will go well. I guess another example of that was, again, literally yesterday, I had a patient who had had a fall and broken her hip and I needed to do a femoral nerve block to get her some adequate pain relief before she was transferred to a bigger hospital with an orthopaedics team. Normally I would call my anaesthetics colleague who would just come in and do it, but he was a bit busy at his clinic. So I just went to a different room re-read on it. I've done it before. I've been supervised. To be fair, I've only done it once before, but I was fairly confident that it's, you know, simple enough. I then went ahead and just did it. And the patient was so grateful that finally the pain had stopped and it meant that she was able to get that transfer up to Bunbury without being in excruciating pain for an hour and a half on the road. That's amazing. It really signifies how hands-on you have to be as a rural practitioner. Tell me, what are the challenges when it comes to rural generalism? What are the challenges that you face or that you'd like to tell people about? So there are definitely quite a few challenges, but I don't necessarily see them as a a bad thing. Uh, Quite a few of them push you to be a better doctor and makes it more rewarding as a result. But some of the challenges that are a little bit trickier to deal with is that the workload is quite high because you do have fewer doctors. So you need to make sure that you are available to help out as much as you can, because otherwise, you know, there'll be days where there's no doctor in the emergency department and that's very difficult for the nursing staff to then manage. They still do an amazing job, but it's a lot easier if we can be there as part of the team. Uh, So you do have to step up. And also if you have advanced skills that other people don't have, you might need to be on call kind of all the time. So because rural generalist with advanced paediatric skills or advanced child health is a fairly uncommon route to have taken, there's no other RG peds in my region. So basically I'm the go-to doctor for sick babies which is great. I mean, I love that role, but it does mean that, um, you know, I could get a call anytime, any day. And I mean, you just drop what you're doing and you go in and you help. And it obviously helps having a supportive family who understand that role that you've got and support you through that. I guess one of the other challenges is that 
you're far away from some colleagues. Obviously, you do have colleagues with you, but it's not as many as you would have in a larger centre, which means that, you know, you don't necessarily have specialists right at your fingertips. You might not have as many CPD opportunities and they might be a little bit further away. So you have to travel to do courses, which can be quite fun, but also is, you know, it takes time out from your normal work and uh, can be a bit inconvenient. Mm, mm. We've spoken a little bit about this, but what do you think are the types of personal qualities that are more advantageous to working in rural and remote medicine, do you think? So I think you have to be fairly creative in your thinking and resourceful because you don't have all the other disciplines at your disposal. You might have them on the phone, but you're the person on the ground. So you have to kind of come up with solutions for things that you might otherwise be able to delegate to someone. You also then have that aspect of not being too fearful or timid. So you do have to just step up and get on with things when you need to. And I guess being a little bit self-sufficient, your team is multidisciplinary. It's not a classic team with a consultant, a few registrars, your junior doctors, an intern and a medical student or two. It's you, perhaps a medical student, thanks to the RCS, your nursing staff, your physios, your OTs, the patient care assistants, you know, it's everyone in the hospital is your team, but it's not the same type of team as you would have in a metropolitan area. Mm, It really is all hands on deck. Yeah. Kayla, to finish, what advice would you give to a student or a JMO considering a career in rural generalism? I think if you're already considering, you should just go for it because you probably have the qualities that you need. If it's something that interests you, you're probably a little bit adventurous. You're going to like the challenges it it provides. And I think not seeing it as, I guess, a hindrance in your career. A lot of people have this myth that they think you have to do metropolitan hospital time to be a good doctor or to make your CV look really good. But if you want to be a rural generalist, you don't need that. It's actually more important to be working in the community that you're going to be a part of, seeing what that community's needs are, and then doing the specific training you need to meet those needs. So I would say go for it and go for it as soon as you can, because you'll regret it if you miss out on heaps of time that you could have spent in an awesome community. That was Rural Generalist working in Manjimup, WA, Dr. Kayla Mitzi. This is Destination Medicine. Thanks for listening. Regional training hubs are supported by funding from the Australian Government under the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Program. 